welcome to Not Our Ancestors with Wes, Joy, and Tay. Hi, What's guys. up? And this is a weekly podcast dedicated to discussing all things black, including politics, culture, relationship, and what we like to call our most valuable black. Most valuable black. Boom. <laughs> and we're back. It's no, been a while, guys. Uh, yes. Welcome wow. back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Season three. Season three. No. I mean, it, we took a long hiatus. Listen. But life. I, but life. I was supposed to say, as I said in the trailer, life happened. COVID got us together. Just in general, life gathered us for uh, a gathered. variety of reasons. Of you know gathered, what? Gathered is the right word. Yeah. It definitely. It comes to people right now. <laughs> It's 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 been a rough one. We got gathered over the last six months, but we knew we had to make it back before this election here in thirty days. So here we are. Yes, prepared and, we and ready. Need to say a bunch of things. Somebody had a birthday. Oh I'm, yeah. I'm a whole year older, and I appreciate. It. Happy belated birthday. Everyone that comes my way, I appreciate it. So thank you. I um, got your beautiful engagement. Uh, oh, that photos. happened as well. So good things have happened as I got gathered as well. Yes. <laughs> so it's Let's not all bad. My wedding saved the dates have gone out. Yes, My birthday has passed. Can we talk about that real quick? I mean, I guess if we have to. So, I was explaining to Tay earlier that my refrigerator at the house, between myself and my other two roommates, is full of wedding invitations. Yes. And I have to say, by far. Flyest. Flyest. I know. Freshest. I loved it. Dopest. Like, it is the nicest save the date. It is super sweet. You it know is, what got me well, about the save the date? The fancy ass paper. <laughs> I was like, I was like, this so, is so done. My, to have this fancy I'm not gonna lie. my fiance is the culprit. He is the one who okay. developed all of that. Um, he set up the photographer and the pictures. He found the pictures. We agreed, but he found the pictures that we were going to use. He found the save the dates, the paper. All of that was all done by him. So okay. I can't take credit. All I can say is I was in the pictures. <laughs> well, it was very nice. So yeah. well, congratulations. The, the save the dates on our refrigerator could never. So I mean, <laughs> literally. They don't want the business. Nah, nah they can't right. take it. Um, what other good things happened so far? Like, uh, I mean, we got these brand new, like, fancy ass microphones. We upgraded, y'all. We got we a little upgraded. bit of equipment. So a part of our hiatus, I would like to say, um, we are excited to bring you back, like, new content and in in that realm of bringing back new, better content, we wanted to make sure we came correct. So now we got fancy microphones. Yeah. And we have our producer in the building looking yeah, at... There's dinner. four of us now. Yeah, there's four <laughs> people here. Um, yeah, so we hope the sound, it, you can tell that it's improved. We have a new recording location now as well. So, I mean, there's a lot a going on. We're in the studio. Yeah, this is, I'm going to call it the Locust Street Studio. Yeah, Locust Street Studio. That's I what like it is. That. Look at so. Well, Moving on. So I guess we should actually So we're back, start. yeah. Yeah. Let's start. So for those of you who might be tuning in for the first time or returning. Shame. Shame on you. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Our first segment is called Do You Care? Yes. So let's get back to Did you care? But did we care? So did we care? All right, here we go. We're going to do the normal. I, so we usually do like rapid fire. Same difference, but I feel like we're, we're back and we should just... Go through these, and it doesn't have to be quick. It could be whatever. However, we want to talk about these topics. We're we gonna make the most of these microphones. Okay, so here we go. Yes, for damn sure. Right, right, especially <laughs> the first couple episodes. I got stuff to say. Um, so my number one, did you care? Here is Miss Rona. COVID nineteen <laughs> has made her presence known in the White House, and several of its occupants now oh. are infected. Did you care? Do not uh, care. Okay. Um, I will say I care. Because, you know, he is the leader of the free world. We are... (laughs) 
we are a country that you know what I mean. We have a we have a sole leader. He's important for a variety of reasons. Trash, trash. So I definitely care because the economy is affected by this. True. Our uh, position true. in the world is affected by this. My so I care for those reasons. Do I care about whether or not he makes a speedy and or full recovery? Not much. I'm going to plead the fifth on that. Uh, right. <laughs> like you don't I even mean, have a comment for if it. If I don't okay. say anything nice, right? If I don't have anything hmm. nice to say, I don't. So you were raised right. right. Okay, so I'll, I'll well, go I'm going to go low. Um, I, I really, <laughs> and I'm going to go lower. I really, <laughs> I really did not care that that man caught COVID. The only thing that concerns me is, like you said, it does affect the market. It does affect how we run our country. It is like, a, as much as I can't stand him, it is a pinnacle of our system here. Yeah. So for him to be ill at a most vulnerable time of an election coming up, oh, it's not it a good idea. the so, worst timing? And it's not just him. There's other no. people on his team, so, his personal yes. assistant, his wife, like other senators. Mm. So I don't care about that. But Miss <laughs> Rona has been gathering everybody since she started back in what February, yeah, January. So I mean, I it guess was I inevitable. Like I, I love the fact that his his actual behavior has demonstrated like his. I'm not going to wear a mask. It don't matter. Blah, yep. blah, blah. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So great. I love it, it. If anything, maybe the people who doubted him or maybe the people that doubted the seriousness of it, maybe Hermie now Jay? they'll take it. That maybe they'll take it seriously. No, I don't know. Like, I, I, I'm going to have to say you're wrong there because I've seen some clips of people standing outside of Walter Reed right now still supporting <laughs> oh, everything right. that, is, that he's done. And it's like, it's asinine to me that your, your leader, not mine, your leader has COVID-19 and is in the hospital affecting my investments because of his health like dude you gotta get it together right. i am pissed um but not pissed because you have corona pissed because it affects me literally like in my pockets but <laughs> i will give you zero sympathy whatsoever because there are two hundred and eight thousand, almost two hundred ten thousand now americans that are dead because of this virus and it's directly because of your actions or inactions so I don't care if you have corona. I don't wish death on anyone, but I'm enjoying the fact that you're suffering. And um, those names. people around <laughs> you, I'm very okay with the fact that, like, you know, your wife has it, and I'm waiting on Giuliani to catch it. Um, Chris Christie now I'm has waiting. it. Uh, and, and all the, like, Republican senators that caught it while at the Rose Garden trying to replace a justice who should How not be replaced right now. This is that? what you deserve. You brought this on yourself, and I enjoy every bit of this, uh, and I hope your recovery is long and painful. Can I also, like, add um, my skepticism? I was going lower. Yeah, I, was going lower. <laughs> I mean, yes. Way to, way to take it low, guys. But can I just say, like, I feel like as much as I like, as much as I want to believe, like, okay, he legitimately has this. There's a part of me that thinks that it's a hoax. Like, there's a part of me that I'm like, why is it now that like this is become like? Do you know what I mean? Like, he's he had he could have contracted this any number of times, like over the past like a gazillion. But you know, thirty one days did. before the election, right? Like, it's such a stunt to me. I'm sorry. Yeah, I like, mean, I, just I thought feel like it was. I thought it was a stunt as well, um, and I'm starting to lean more towards it being real for the simple fact that, like, when it was just him and Melania, I was like, oh, you're full of shit. Like, you don't have COVID. You're just trying to put on a show. Like shit right now. But one, he looks like shit. Yeah. Two, all these other people that have contracted it, and they could be lying as well because True. it's Trump right. and his team. But I just, um, I, I, I'm going to bask in the joy that he has it. 
That's what I'm going to do. It, I, it could be wrong. It could be a hoax. All his followers believe in bullshit. So I'm going to believe in this. See, but here's the thing, though. <laughs> I feel like it's going to also, it's going to come back and, like, it's going to have negative consequences for us. Like, I just feel like because Trump, and I feel like people give, don't give him enough credit because he, he appears to be so stupid. He's fucking smart as shit. He's calculated. He's super calculated. You know what I mean? And like, it doesn't, it's it's not beyond me that he would be so smart as to be able to like, I don't think he's that smart. I I think that he has people that are very calculate. He's our president. That what does that mean? We've had dumb presidents before, George. But Bush. I'm saying, like, he's um, smart enough to have like. No, he he he's smart enough he's to smart have enough taken to have navigated his way from TV to the White House. No, I don't think. I think he took. He was smart enough to um, benefit from a moment. There was a moment in time okay. where all of that. the racist Americans were very upset that <laughs> Barack Obama that. That. was president, and now. He can't be president anymore because he's done his eight years. Yes, mm-hmm. we can get rid of him. And then the most racist person on earth, the most racist white man, one of the most, takes the opportunity to run for president. And now we have him. And I feel like the people around him who do have are some in- him, intelligence yeah. are worse because they do. Ha- he doesn't know what he's doing. He can't even talk mm-hmm. in like coherent sentences when he's debating or anything else. So like, I don't think he's smart. I just think he's he has the right... Yes, crazies and yes men and women around him and he's benefiting from that it's and i don't think that like it's necessarily going to be a negative for us for the simple fact that like the polls like and i know we all don't trust polls because four years ago but (laughs) i I just watched it um i watched a special about what differences um they're doing in regards to polling this time around versus four years ago. Like asking real questions. That's too much to get into right now. Okay. But there is a difference, a, a distinct difference between then and now. Okay. So, like, the polls aren't really trending in his direction even after his COVID. They, these Trumpsters want sympathy, and you're not getting it. We're not giving <laughs> it to you. This is why I don't want him to die. That's yeah, literally yeah. why I don't. He, can't, and, he definitely can't. And die. I also don't want to see memoriams and, you know, remembrance <laughs> T-shirts. If and he stuff. dies, number one, he's definitely going to win this presidency. I, I mean, like not. That would be the dumbest he, thing ever. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it would be literally the dumbest thing. No, like, right. if he if he capitalizes on this illness and like continues to exploit, because like, all right, you said he can't speak in coherent sentences. I don't know if like if we talked about this before, but there have been studies shown that the way that he speaks is specifically captivating to a certain demographic. The uneducated, like, racist, white right, person at the bottom of the barrel. Right, up the majority of the voting populace. Right? No, only a 33% of it. That's his base. That's all he has. He has nothing else. He literally has nothing. He I'm can't... So, he I'm is so losing... I'm so like, skeptical. He, I he is losing, like, so white, educated women, specifically. <laughs> he is losing that populace that he got. Ooh, got her. Damn. Got her. And you got the warning. Episode. It was <laughs> but he, he is losing the the people there are people who voted for him four years ago who absolutely are just not because they know how much of an idiot he is like it's just and the people who are out there standing in front of Walter Reed right now are the people who no matter what you tell them whatever what no matter what facts you bring um no matter okay. how much sense you're making no matter how many arguments that they bring forward that you can like bring facts forward and yeah. debunk them, they're still going to vote for this man. And I'm cool with that because yeah. I know who you are now. Well, Thank we, you. Right. But we know the one thing that was, that's going to continue to keep voting is Miss COVID-19. 
Stop. <laughs> she has a say. Yeah. So, moving on. Kamala Harris is our VP nominee. Child, let me, I'm just happy that they picked something that a lot of people could work with. I know some people ain't going to be uh, happy with her, but I'm happy with it. I've always said that they needed a black person, specifically somebody who could speak the English, speak the English language appropriately, and somebody who has shown over and over again that if you give me a microphone, I will let you have it, whether I'm outside this courtroom or, <laughs> or in here. So I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. So I care. I'm here okay. for it. You know she was my pick right. for president. <laughs> so when she got nominated, I shed a one or two tears. She's also a Howard alum. So, I mean, that speaks volumes for me. But Go you're on. absolutely right, Wes. Like, she is, um, she can speak, <laughs> like, coherently. And she can argue and bring, like, facts. She she is just great, I think. And I think it's the, um, what Biden needed on the other side. We needed someone, we needed a woman, first of all. Yes. And we needed a black woman as yeah. well. And she was our best option. They had a lot of other um, very close contenders that I would have been happy with it as well. But I feel like she has the national experience and the other ones didn't. So yeah. I feel like that was one of the main reasons she was selected. And I'm ecstatic about it. And I think she's going to be an amazing vice president. Well, um... Speak your piece. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. No, I mean, hey, I, I originally, I was very excited about the idea. Oh, let me preface it with this: like, I feel like um, we, we, it was kind of like the lesser of not two evils. evils. I mean, between whom? <laughs> in general, like the. In, okay, let me back it up. <laughs> so, so we were already like. We were already kind of screwed with the options that we had, right? Like, I don't think necessarily anybody would be totally truthful in saying, like, we are a thousand percent behind either Joe Biden or Kamala for whatever, for, you know, some of her historical decisions. But, like, I just talked to my brother about his opinion about it, and I was trying to, like, gauge some other opinions. Um... But I think that she is what we need in order to defeat Trump. Like, or she's our best option in getting Trump out of office. She has her flaws too. Every candidate does. No, I mean, I'm I'm here for it, but I'm not not like over the moon about it. Every candidate has their flaws. Even the ones we want. Yeah. So I'm like, okay. Like, Biden, Harris, okay. But like, you know, sorry. No, I'm just... I'm sorry. I'm so jaded. Like the the it system is. has gotten me so jaded. Um, yeah, I, I try to like fight that off as often as possible because I'm 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 absolutely jaded as well because it's frustrating a lot of the things that are going on and like it's hard to trust mm-hmm. what is happening and what you read and what you watch. It's like even when it comes from a reputable source, it's like, is oh, it yeah. reputable? Like, you know what I mean? So it, I get why you're jaded. The distrusting is the thing that is really that for me. You know what I mean? Like, I just feel so distrusting of like all of politics right now. It's just all so messy to me. I mean, we're obviously going to talk about it more, but we're in a, like, it's a scary place. Like, for you know, me personally. The thing that I always try to remind myself because like the whole mailing voting stuff, like, I don't know if that's one of your lists on there or not. not but it was one of the things section. that like, kind of like made me feel like damned if I do, damned if I don't. And mm-hmm. I was like, no, I'm going to follow through with what I know is supposed to happen. What happens after that is always 
out of my hands to begin with anyway. You know, so I'm supposed to go and do this. So my thing is I'm supposed to want to pick a VP. And I said it needed to be Kamala Harris a long time ago when she stopped running for a president. So, did I. so I was like, it does not make sense for it to not be her. Mm-hmm. You put somebody else in that position, we don't want to win. It's that simple. I don't care if you have issues with her track record mm-hmm. as a prosecutor. Tell me a perfect person that's going to be up there that you're not going to find something you don't like about. Yeah. We're already living in hell. So, like, you know, my thing is, like, if you don't like it, you ain't got to. But you need to be okay with it. And the fight is still not over, even if we get him out. Mm-hmm. No, so, that's when it begins. That yeah, that's, that's, that's when the truth fight begins. <laughs> that is a really good point. Right. So I always tell people, I was like, you ain't got to love it. You just got to like it. So let's move on to something lighter for a second. <laughs> the versus battles. They, they uh, got me through the summer. I want to know if you cared or didn't care. And if, regardless of if you did or didn't, if you did care... What was your favorite one? So I have like a secret. <laughs> it you can't be better than my secret. No, your secrets are you didn't listen. Neither one of y'all. Fact. <laughs> I don't know nothing about nobody's versus battles. However, oh, <laughs> however, no. I've seen the clips yes, of various ones, and they they look dope. You know I, mean? like, I, do, I do care just not enough to have watched right so i will be honest I there are watched only... it if, I didn't, if i could have came over to y'all's house i would have enjoyed right. it maybe yes. like a versus so battle there was, party or something i would have been into it but for me i i didn't care enough to watch them live except for the brandy and monica one because they're just hands down like mm-hmm. the, right. the erica and joe scott Phenomenal. It was amazing. And I had to watch that live. And then I didn't watch the whole thing, but I watched some of Patty and Gladys Knights, which was great. Those are my three I have written down because those are the ones that I actually tuned into. I like the playlists that have come from a lot of the other ones. But the the Monica and Brandy, that was excellent. It was it was See, it, and I, I like that. It was great. No, it was I I'm here for all of the memes that follow. Oh, yeah, I mean, and then just the like there was a certain level of like black love and mm. uplift that came from Erica and Joe Scott. Like it just was like you were just in this moment. If you your people our age and those two artists, oh, yeah. like we go all the way back with them, all sure. the way back to when there was a whole neo soul like movement. Lots of incense burning. <laughs> right. I mean, it's Lots it of was amazing. It just, I just felt loved. When I watched it, yeah. to be honest. And then it took me back to songs of theirs that I really enjoyed, but I just, they're not as popular. Right. But it was like, oh, yes, come on, Jill. Like, give me, like, it was great. So I, I cared a lot. I mean, I definitely care anything that's going to keep niggas off the street. So <laughs> I definitely care because it gave us something to do for yeah. those of us who had nothing to do. And I don't even mean like because you didn't weren't looking for nothing to do, but because COVID happened. So people was literally sitting at home just getting on each other's nerves. Like, and yeah. when that That's happened, true. it was like the biggest thing that was like going through the internet. Everybody was like, you see this versus battle? You see that? Blah, blah, blah. So it definitely kept the conversation going and leave it to black culture. I was just about to, to say, can we just shout out culture? <laughs> black like, culture. it's the culture. Because we were so trapped like, in the house and we had to figure something <laughs> out and look. Look so, at the greatness. Right. Like, they're like, oh, hey, let's compare like these two people that we kind of think are like dope ass artists. And basically and give then, them their flowers. Right. Like, give, give them their flowers yeah. and then. And let them come and defend it. Let them come and defend it. Like, you say you're the best in this genre of music yep. and this person says he's the best. Y'all are going at it. And it's. It was great, period. I didn't. I never in any of them thought win or loser. I won, period, because this music is great. Like I, I love music. It holds a dear space in my heart 
because I always related to whatever time that was. Mm-hmm. And that's just how I listen to music. So, like, I went through so many different ages and emotions and, like, periods in my life just from listening to these to this music. And these are artists that I respect and I enjoy and I like. And it's nice to see that they're still alive and still able to, like, entertain. It was just, it was great. I, yes, continue. Like, I, lo- I just I want them it. to continue. I love that it's a new platform. Like, I myself didn't, like, sit down and watch it, but... It's just another avenue for, you know, another opportunity for celebrities to promote messages. And especially, like, in politics right now. They like, about I voting. love I love that. Yeah, absolutely. So that's what's up. And to capitalize on one of the, the biggest ones, they try to put all that voting stuff. Yeah, I mean, Brandy and Monica mentioned voting multiple times. And love why? It. Not just go vote. They said why we need to vote. Right. Um, and who, regardless of who you like more, they both were pushing the same message. Mm-hmm. And... They did have beef. We talk about that all the time. And <laughs> from the way it looked on the, from, you know, because it was recorded as well, video recorded, <laughs> like it looked like they had moved past that and they were actually in a good place. Brandy is weird, but she's amazing. She's so um, like Monica's outfit, I don't know what the fuck that was, but I mean, she's Monica, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it was people, trash it to me. Like, it, I, I did, did not. See, I'm not a fashionista person. <laughs> I forget who they com- compared her to, but it was terrible. But uh, it just was not good. I didn't. But. I mean, I didn't get it. But uh, fashion people loved it. I don't, mm, mm, they should try again. <laughs> um, so sticking with music, what did y'all think about WAP? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, first of all, I was late to the WAP party as per usual. Yeah, I saw the text message. I didn't. What I didn't is know what you were talking you about. Speak of? <laughs> <laughs> Two weeks late. I didn't know. I'm sorry. Um, but when I heard it, I was like. I mean, I clutched my pearls, as we will say. I was wait. Which version did you hear though? I heard the like, explicit. The, did you see yeah. the YouTube one, or did you just hear the one on the radio? At, no, okay. Yeah. You, you heard the explicit because yeah. the one on the radio is trash. And the one on YouTube is probably worse to me because wet and gushy sounds way worse Ooh. than wet ass. You know, okay. yeah, wet and gushy is gross. I was late to the party, and I feel like I'm happy that I'm. I was late to the party. Like I wasn't ready for it. It was. Was a lot. So what do you think <laughs> though? Like, yeah, is it is it too much or like it's a moment for women? I like, think, I think it was not enough. enough. Like, well, explain that. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm all for the ratchet. If you listen to my playlist, <laughs> it's ratchet jail. Uh, I love the fashions. I love that they are helping the new girls come out. I don't quite understand the Kylie Jenner part. Please delete that part of the uh, video. So they could have had her out. I get that y'all want to like you know act like that y'all all cool and cute, whatever. They could have put somebody else there. Um, so many others, so many. Normani was in it, I, right? You know like, that could have made that longer. Right, like, <laughs> right, know, right. That was cool. Um, I don't think no. I saw the whole video. But you know what? Like I said, this happened during COVID. You getting Cardi and Megan together. You know, you could have a third girl in there. You never know. Like. It could be more ratchet. I, you know, I, more booty popping. I, why not? I will say <laughs> that um, I'm in this whole, like, women's empowerment movement kick. Like, I'm very supportive. And it might be related to the fact that, like, the type of woman my mom was and, like, the fact that I have recently lost her. So, it's like, I'm here for everything woman. So, if you want to talk about your wet and gushy, whatever, <laughs> you know, own it take control over it and like if you want to put it out there put it out there it ain't for anybody else to tell you differently it's yours like so i I thought it was a lot 
Because, like, when I'm walking past my daughter's room and I hear this, I'm like, excuse me, like, yeah. what I'm are you playing guy, here? You but, I mean, it's, I mean, she's she's at an age where it's like, she's right. mature and I trust her. So, like, fine. You know, I, I listen to it as well. So, I don't want to be a hypocrite. Whatever. But, um, I, I feel like, outside of that, I feel like, despite COVID happening, Megan Thee Stallion still had a phenomenal summer because she had Savage Remix as well with Beyonce. Got shot. So oh like, my and she got shot. And, got and shot. y'all came for her over that too like, because she's yeah. she snitched. Air quotes. What you shot me? I am telling everyone you shot me. Like, I mean that whole coming at her for being a snitch is just a reflection of how unprotected black women are in the country. There it is. I mean, because they absolutely. are the least you protected. Had, you have people jumping out to defend that man. How? And weren't even in the car. Right. Like, why are you even why? in the car? Like, why? Like, and you were watching the video of this woman with bloody feet. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if y'all saw the TMZ clip. But, like, you're seeing, like, what do you have in doubting that she was assaulted? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, why is the option but the always coming out? But the facts say he shot her. So God, why are you angry are at so her for her. saying he shot me? I just have why are you upset with this woman? Question. There's no reason to be <laughs> unless you just question? hate black women. My one question is, when is he getting deported? <laughs> I mean, you out here shooting women. I don't did get it. Did you just it. see pictures of and him why? Club? Why did he shoot her? Like, for oh. he said he was drunk. That's what he said the first time. Well, then you go to jail for that. Then he said that's not what happened. Now he out here acting a complete right. ass Which as well. Which one is it? He dropped yeah. a whole album just to say that. He dropped an album to say he, that. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. And yeah. talked about everybody that on there. Yeah, he he was He's upset ridiculous. with several people who supported Megan. Um, what's that one girl's name? The white girl that got the voice. Jojo. Yes, he came at her. Um, oh, wow. He came at <laughs> someone. I mean, he came at several people in a like, verse. He he laid down a track to come at these people. But the thing is, dude, you shot loser. this woman. You shot her. Right. And I don't understand anyone who's not a supporting man her. Complex. Ugh. I mean, Why man complex in general. Your, your, your security is supposed to have the gun, so you don't go to jail. This is how this works. That is... Ego. 101 male artist development. Listen, he has, how tall is he? Like four foot five? Five two, that's what his license is. So he has like a whole two feet of height that he needs to make up for, like in his brain. So little man complex, ego, and then just the, I'm sure the, the just general, I'm a man, I can do what I want. So of course he would take bite, like of course he would do that. Like, I just can't. So sad. I need for us to do better, specifically with protecting our black women. Mm-hmm. Um, but last but not least, I want to ask you guys: oh Team Molly or Team Issa? Issa. You didn't watch. <laughs> Here we go again. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna exclude you from. Did you care? <laughs> like, you, you're turn her mic off. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on, said? hold on. She looked at us like, uh, who? Okay, I know, people. wait a minute. I know it's about insecure. Mm-hmm. Oh, and okay, so the season it was like a finale, correct? Season four. Okay, and then I mean it was the whole season though. Like Okay, so um they're fighting now. I mean Team Issa, Team Molly, that right, insinuates. Right. They're and they're fighting, fighting about um uh, they're fighting about uh, a conflict. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's right, Joy. Yes. Yes, yes that's Which right. Most, girl. Those fights are about a conflict. They're they're fighting about friendship in general. Yeah. Okay, I do. I kind of remember saying that. 
So, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to, like, look away from you, Joy, because you didn't watch. So, Wes, uh, you said Team Issa. Why? Team Issa, only because, as much as I love Molly, and Molly did have moments this season, where, like, when she checked uh, Andrew On the vacation? Yeah, brother. Down for that. Was all down for it. She looked good in that album. Outfits, she need to be in a Savage 50. Uh, savage. She's she, a savage. She needs to be on there. Yvonne, your orgy, girl, everything. Yeah, love Like, it. amazing. Uh, Molly, though. But what I did like about <laughs> Molly is... Molly is that type of person where she just cannot humble herself just to be like, listen, I, okay, maybe you effed up, not effed up too, but you got to keep making somebody else do all the work so that you can feel better about your situation. Like, I just don't understand why she can't drop it. It's like, do you want to win or do you want your friendship? I You know what I'm saying? Like, the, I don't, winning to me is not, like, if I love you, I could be angry and mad at you a little bit here and there, but I don't want to lose my whole friendship over my ego. And Molly, like, Molly works at a black law firm now, right? Yeah, Not, yeah, she is. Yeah. She is. Okay, see, I'm so, team Issa as okay. well. And I'm team Issa because I feel as though Molly and Issa are good friends for each other. Yes. But Molly has always been the one who had a good job, you know, financially stable, bad bitch, you know, mm-hmm. intelligent. She Everything was like, Molly is great. Like, and if you watch from season one, in season one, she's amazing. Like I'm like I'm in love with this girl, and I, she I was a I'm a gay man, and I love her. <laughs> like man, if, if I was straight, I'd be coming for you, Molly. But the thing is, by season four, you realize that like Issa starts getting her shit together, right. and Molly is used to being the one that Issa runs and falls on to be like to clean her up. All right, girl, let me dust you off. Yeah. Like you know you my girl, I got you. But now. Issa's doing her thing. She's getting her shit together. She got her little um, block party popping. Right. Okay, so boom. I remember right. the party. So it's like now <laughs> Molly is like, girl, like, I need for you. Basically, Molly is like, I need for you to be the weak, like, broken one Yo. for me to fix. And now I don't have you to fix. And I don't know how to navigate this friendship. And Issa has been wrong. And there was a few oh, things yeah. that she was wrong about in this season. But... All things point to Molly being an ass, and the bottom line is, she's an ass. And I, I like, I don't know. Like, I hope they end up. Do you think they recover? Things. I don't think they're gonna recover. I think they have to recover. I feel like they have to recover. As well. I don't know because Issa has said that this show is only gonna go as long as it needs to. Yeah, like, I mean, I don't think there's many more seasons. Yeah, she's not gonna yeah. keep running this thing into the ground. She's like, there's other things we want to do. So I feel like and she's doing everything, Issa. And that's what I'm saying. You saw how we took forever to get this season. So I mm. feel like that if it's not going to work out for these two, because if, if they're going to potentially grow, they're going to grow apart. Already the friendship is already fractured. It can yeah. be fixed. If, if Molly be. lets it go can. of her ego and understands that her friend is no longer just the weak, broke, needed, needing fixed friend anymore. Like They are not on the same level, but Issa is closer to being at Molly's level. And I, Molly doesn't like that, and that's it. So. Issa, is she managing the apartment? Complex she does that. Too. Okay, I'm just trying to make sure. Like, <laughs> okay, so yeah, so I, I would say that I'm Team Issa too. Then I mean, because I do um, the parts of the season that I did watch. I'm pretty sure I watched all. And Molly was a hater yeah. all season. season. I was gonna a hater. It was so it, it hurt me, and I don't know her. It's her so bad. It ruined her relationship. She oh my god when she seen her talking. Yeah, right. It did. She lost a whole great relationship. relationship. And she's mad because Issa pointed it out. Like, girl, you gonna you gonna ruin this relationship too? Because that's what you do. That's what she's doing. So that's. Did you care? I mean, when was the last time you was on a balcony? That's all I'm saying.
that's it. Want to take a break? Yeah, we need a moment. Let's take a moment and come back and let's do some politicking. Y'all stupid. <laughs> well, we're back. Apparently. And we're back. And clearly that break was much needed. There was a lot of comedy that just happened. Um, yes. But it's time to politic. Yes, let's politic. And I think, Joy, you going first. Um. Okay. Uh, so, <laughs> guys, the honesty box. <laughs> sorry. We were reminiscing about the honesty box. I'm so sorry. Do y'all remember the honesty box? Because it was On a our break, we have to share it with them because it's like so funny now. On our break, um, we were reminiscing about some old school, uh, things like old school Social websites, media, yeah. like old school accounts, live journal, MySpace. for example, MySpace. And the topic of the honesty box on Facebook came out, and we just all had a whole moment because the honesty box destroyed lives. Destroyed <laughs> lives, like, and just the amount of tears that were shed over keyboards and like over the honesty box is a phenomenal. Joy said that <laughs> keyboards were destroyed by tears from people reading the honesty box, which makes you think. How many fucking tears were shed? So like, many Jesus. tears. I'm trying okay. to tell you. That's, that's, the honesty box was like... Hurt so many feelings. It was... Feelings were broke. Like, just the tears that were flowing down the But if you could survive the honesty box, you were adulting. You were. Okay, but there was I felt another. like a G when I was opening my messages. I really did. I mean, like... Yeah, but when you I closed them... Right, right. But when I closed them... Sadness tissues, overcame right. Tissues like running. How many keyboards did Joy go through? How there, many keyboards did I go through? Wasn't there another one where it was like the honesty box, except that everybody you knew followed it too? So you could sit there and oh write about God. somebody that was in the same app as you, and everyone could click on a different area and just read it. So I don't remember the that. The Pittsburgh gays will tear each other up in that thing. Oh my gosh. Like, social mm. media, like early historic social one. media, they was reckless because it was dangerous. Right. Well, let's let's <laughs> okay. get back to politics, and we sorry. we digress. We're sorry. So, anyways, um, anyway, guys, so let's talk about Brianna Taylor. Oh, say her name. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry that we have to have this conversation. Um, I feel like the sentiments are echoed amongst every brown person on from this coast planet. to coast. Like yeah. we're tired of hashtags of our black men. We're tired yeah, of burying our children, our daughters. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. And um, this week, something that was, um, you know, kind of unprecedented, what unprecedented was the one of the grand jurists demanded the release of um, the, the testimony. Right? Um, yeah. Yeah. The transcript. And, yeah. And um, obviously, what we saw, which nobody was surprised by, was, um, like, a blatant disrespect and lies on the part of the officers in describing the scene. Um, one Did of the you officers, read some of it? Mm-hmm. Like some of the stuff that they said? Like, yeah. This, there was a, uh, a white shade. Black. I said, am I reading a fictional mo- a book or is is this an R.L. Stein book or is this actually So, I mean, like, I'll, I'll get into, like, all of the ways in which that was, like, a terrible raid from the fact that none of the officers who were engaged in that raid had been, and that raid had been prepped more than two hours prior to it. Um, none of them were actually involved in the drug investigation. The people, the majority of the um, officers on the raid were just senior officers and they were under the impression this was going to be an easy, you know what I mean? Right. So they, nobody was really prepped. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, 
to the fact of like the body cam footage, the one officer, he, he activated it on while he was in the car, but didn't realize like it was so stupid all around. Um, and you know, it raises the question again, why, why do some states still even have the grand jury? Um, obviously it was, you know, the, 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 the systematic reason for the grand jury is to act as a way to balance out the prosecutorial, um, like system, right? So, so grand juries people... make sense if they're provided the correct information. Like when it's disinformation and it's That's not right. or not full information, and then the, their decision is kind of like pointless and and it makes no sense because they didn't get everything. And I appreciate that juror saying, "I want the transcripts released." And yeah. more often than not, right? If if a indictment is wanted by the prosecution, when you take it to a grand jury, 99% of the time, if they're going to get it, right? Because the prosecutors know the law, they're bringing it to the grand jury. So if they're saying, I want an indictment, 99% of the time they get it. But what we're seeing now is in these grand jury cases where like police are involved in these shooting cases, none of the grand juries are returning indictments. And it's like, why is that, right? So Because of what they were presenting. <clears throat> exactly. So, I mean, this, the grand jury is a topic that I'm just, you know, fascinated by. Connecticut and Pennsylvania, we are the you know, two states that don't have Where's grand juries and criminal proceedings. Yeah, Virginia um, one, right? Yeah. Virginia. Did you say we don't? We don't. We don't have, we do the have grand, grand juries. juries. No, in the criminal proceeding process. So, like, we, in particular so like states like louisiana kentucky like blah 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 where this happened grand juries can be used in capital criminal cases in philadelphia or in pennsylvania in connecticut they can't so in capital cases mm-hmm. okay so, so what's it's the like capital meaning like capital murder like or just like police were involved oh, oh do you know okay, what i mean okay, like okay. so it's like the commonwealth it has some interest in it okay. do you know what i mean to a certain extent and i feel like that is a reflection of the the way that we, that the, one of the ways in which the system is so broken, right? Like, so you have a DA's office who aren't doing their jobs right. And you have another, you know, another victim, another family whose family isn't getting justice, justice. because of this, like, arbitrary in most cases when it comes to capital situations, um, like, make no, make no difference, right? Like, so... I mean, what what do you guys think about um, well, how much of the transcripts did you guys listen so to? The I didn't see any. I read the NPR article where they discussed a tra- where they wrote down like the officer's testimony, and like it is literally like I can't imagine that somebody went into a courtroom and you know was asked questions for this and then gave like this descriptive testimony on them coming in to do a raid in someone's house like it's literally like oh he keeps referring one of the officers keeps referring to a flashing light and he keeps describing this light and i'm like dude you guys just bum rushed this person's house shot it full of hoes and killed somebody and all you want to do is talk about the color of a light like what is really happening and he described it as he saw simultaneously a blinding white light and a blood and a blaring black like, like he was in, describing a war story. Like, was, she <laughs> let off 10 rounds. Like, when you're blinded, you let off 10 rounds. Like, that made sense to you. And then, you then, then you have the whole conversation. And this is why I think, like you said, it's hard to trust a lot of things that you read. There's the whole conversation about, well, they said that they didn't hear the police at the door. And the police are saying that they announced who they were. 
But everyone is, I was like, something's not right here because in that transcript, you hear the neighbor who's sitting there saying to them, leave the lady alone. It's just a lady in there. Like this guy's screaming this because he's hearing them banging on this door and they're looking out the window like, what the hell is going on? So this is all in the transcript or whatever. So this guy is, the way he's describing things, I'm like, all this stuff just doesn't add up, but I like you still need the whole picture. I was happy to to actually read it or whatever. Then they discuss about like I don't know what quite happened, but they knew that they unloaded something, and then the guy leaves and says he tells everyone to f and reload their guns. What? So like at this point, it's like okay, I don't know how many rounds y'all. Put into the, the door already. 32. But you now know that there's neighbors around. I'm sure you were already briefed that you're going into a place where there's going to be a chance that you could possibly shoot through other people's houses. Well, not only that, but let me talk about um, a little bit of what they were briefed about. They were told that Brianna Taylor may be inside with a child. According to them, one of their first goals and objective in this raid was to make sure that they gave her ample time to come to the door. And I'm like, okay... You gave her ample time to come to the door. You are going into this house knowing that there could be a child. And, and your a, initial response is 32 rounds. And what time of the night was this, by the way? This is midnight. Right. Like, it just, it baffles my mind. The First of all, the ineptitude of the commanding officer to ga- gauge the situation appropriately. Right? Like, to be so negligent that shots were fired into the adjacent apartment where children were actually present. Right. You know what I mean? You're supposed to be professionals doing this. How is it that that was how, based on one round that was fired after you entered this this woman's house? The, and then, like, there was issues. Um, so then there, I read also reports that this even goes back to how they got the no-knock warrants. So apparently when they went to the ex-boyfriend who was the actual drug dealer whose house it that was the whole point of this by the way they actually got the person that they wanted so they actually had a no-knock warrant for him hers was supposed to be like a soft target it wasn't supposed to be mm-hmm. as bad this is according <clears throat> to the plan but the guy who filled out all the paperwork to submit to the judge basically filled out three different warrants i mean three warrants all the same way so it made each person they were going after to get look as bad as if they were the drug dealer who they were trying so to get in the first place. they didn't reinvent the wheel. They wrote one warrant that was the most... And the judge just signed off on all three of them because it was like, okay, well, you guys said you needed this, blah, blah, blah. So the judge had no idea that all this was happening. So judges did, like, you know, you tell us that we <clears> need to have this no-knock warrant for this drug dealer, so, so here's the evidence, blah, 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 blah. Meanwhile, they knew that this was his ex-girlfriend. She did not... She potentially was not supposed to really have drugs at the house, but they wanted to look in her house anyway. So they knew that she was not supposed to be a threat. It wasn't supposed to be a harm, like all this type of stuff. And yet they still went into her house like that. And they it was supposed claimed, to be an easy in and out job for her. They were claiming that they announced themselves, right? Which witnesses said like, no, um, if anything, they heard Brianna screaming at the top of her lungs, who is it? And you don't see anything about and, anybody else in the transcript. You don't hear anything from her. I haven't read the transcript. Yeah, or from um, him. And the family's even upset because they don't even identify her in the transcript at all. The Her boyfriend basically was like, she was screaming at the top of her lungs. Like, who is at the door? And they w- refused to answer. Yeah, you, yeah, you hear and the neighbor. And this went on for like two minutes. Yeah, right? It. So, uh, just the inconsistencies in what they said and how they described the scene. You know. Completely. Bullshit. 
Right. Total bullshit, right? So I'm not surprised. I think I'm just disappointed. And then I guess this goes back to what we were talking about initially, like my whole feelings about the political system, like everything. I'm just so jaded by it. It's just, this is so unfortunate. This is another... Well, you know what's even worse about this? That same, the guy who was, I think, one of the guys who was involved in this raid actually did a no-knock warrant on another family prior to this one. And they ran into the wrong house and accosted the wrong people with family and with kids in there. The two gar- the two little girls that were traumatized? Yes. Yeah. And this was the same, t- that was the same tactical team. Right, same people. So this is the <clears> second <throat> time this guy's been involved. One of the guys, officers, second time he's been involved in a mistake like this. And, they, and the that family, family then sued. went and sued and said, you're going to kill somebody by not doing this. And they didn't listen. The and family sued them. And nothing came about the family's yep. lawsuit. Nothing. Um, you know, and in that instance, like you said, uh, officers raped, walked in on basically bust in this house. I watched the video. The little girl was running down the steps. There's a video? Yeah. Oh, the my little, gosh. The, the young lady is running down the steps. She's, like, I think she's in her teens. Um, one of the other daughters ran out the back door. They threw smoke bombs in. So, like, you see these people coming down the steps. Like, they're screaming hysterical. And it's the wrong house. Wrong so house. when the family brought suit to try and say, like, listen, you traumatized my kids. You almost killed us. And you was the wrong house. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> nothing came about it. And then to, for what? Like, was it a year later? Some, well, some time. We don't, I don't know the length. You know time, what I some mean? time later, like, here it is again, and then someone dies. And, and that was the reason why the father was like, he says, you guys are going to end up killing somebody. That's what he said. That's the report said that I read. So. <sighs> so I'm jaded. I feel very bummed out by that. <laughs> Um, but we knew this was going to happen. There, all this was orchestrated. This man, it was 196 days he waited to do all this, to file this paperwork together and get everything into the court date and all this. Is that what they said? 196 days for them to just let these people off scot free? And the cops. And then gave them a $12 million I was settlement about, okay. <laughs> right before all this. I was like, you're seeing the playbook. Yep. We knew what was going to happen. Super clear. That, the fact that they came out with the, the settlement amount. First, I was like, well, we already know what's about to happen. One of the officers described, he he said, and first of all, like, again, the officers are supposed to be professionals, right? You're entering this house. You're a trained individual. Some officers are professional. The ones that we're discussing are. Hold up. But (laughs) I'm saying, saying. the assumption should be, if you're wielding a badge and you're, you know what I mean, carrying a gun, the assumption should be that you are trained to be able to use tactical you know, surveillance options. One of the officers said, it sounded like we were being shot at with the AR-15. I was like, what? Like, yeah, I saw this. Are you kidding me? So you, the trained officer, don't know the difference between a 9 millimeter handgun or whatever he had, like a forty-five, and an AR-15 being shot at you? You can't discern the difference in those sounds as a professional? Like, I'm, everything about the way that this this indictment um, unfolded and like the behind the scenes of it, everything about it is disappointing. Well, you can clearly tell they were coached. <clears throat> you could just read this stuff and you can tell they were coached. It's just foolishness. Now, I only heard one officer's testimony. I didn't get to see the other ones. Like, she had five gunshot wounds. Like, guys, five. Ain't that some shit you're an EMT and yet you getting carried out by another EMT? <sighs> Dead. They wouldn't even, they said they wouldn't even let. The, the ambulance people to even come in there to get her. She was just dying there on the floor. I mean, so here's here's my other question, like, about grand juries in general, like, touching back on that. Like, 
do we think that this is something like sounds like you were saying like you think you know what I mean like you think that they serve a purpose and like, they're useful I don't understand it I, I, I do I, I, I just feel like <laughs> but the thing is like you were you alluded to the fact that like if a prosecutor wants an indictment they know how to present the case mm-hmm. appropriately there's always another side there there's always the defense that is there as well um and you gotta realize that like depending so maybe that this attorney general is he the one who was leading the um indictment or was it the da he is the da well he's the attorney oh. general no attorney There's, sorry yeah i don't know I'm not sure. Well, I mean, still, like, it's kind of like, as a police officer, like, I have the option of all these charges. Like, I can charge them all. I can charge some of them. You know what I mean? So, it depends on what you present, you know, to the grand jury as well. So, my my opinion on grand juries in general is they do serve a purpose. It's just, there needs to be some way of making sure that they are presented all the evidence that is available. I feel like there was a ton of evidence that was just not... <clears throat> provided to the grand jury or presented to the grand jury um, in this case specifically in the hopes that there would be no indictment for these police officers. You know what I mean? So here's the question that I have. So I never knew what the hell wanton endangerment is, if I'm even saying that right. Now, I'm, I, I'm at, let me ask you this because I don't know. I'm thinking, okay, so... Did you just say wonton? I call it wonton, and you know, like, wonton soup. But... (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was for the fact that uh, bullets went into the neighboring house, right? right? And it's Mm -hmm. because you basically, you could kill It's like disregard for any other... Reckless and So, if it went into two different houses, is that two charges of that or just one? It, it, I would understand it to be two, but you, it, it depends on... Well, he hit two houses. It depends on who's charging and, and, and the DA. The DA so, could say, I could, I could bring forward one charge for that. For two, It's two houses, I could bring forward one charge. And the DA could be like, there should be two charges here. I'm adding a charge. Right, the DA has that ability. Because if you add. were killing like... So suppose you kill two people, right? Wouldn't there be two charges? Absolutely. So you, charges. I'm thinking like they should be double. Why do you only get one? <laughs> It, that's the decision. And is it based on how many bullets, or just it's the decision? Just the, the, the uh, all, all things <laughs> like included, all things considered. Okay. This is what they landed. So on. basically, they could have charged more. Because there, there's been times where I've taken, I've charged people, and I've gotten to the preliminary hearing. Me too. And no, the <laughs> the DA is like, why didn't you charge this as well? I'm adding this charge. Okay. And it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it, like they have the end all. Like, I have to get my charges approved by a DA before I even charge somebody. So I have okay. the ability to charge. And that's just here in Pittsburgh, right. like, in my department. That's not necessarily how it is for everywhere. But, like, I, per, you know, I, I collect the evidence. I charge. I send it to the DA's office. They approve it. When I get to the preliminary hearing, that, the, the DA that approved my charges isn't necessarily the DA that is there to um, present the case. Got it. Okay. So they may read it and be like, oh, wait, you should have did two counts of this charge. Okay. You should not have done this charge. I don't know why this was approved. I'm striking it out. You know what I mean? And they have the ability to um, bargain with the defense attorney and be like, hey, if you waive these charges, saying, you know, like you'll accept those charges and you'll move forward to common police court. I will reduce. I will take away a charge, or I will reduce this charge. They they have a lot of power and authority. Negotiate. Right. 
And those are the assistant district attorneys. Those aren't the actual DA. When the actual DA is involved, it's a big ass case. It's a huge case. The th- <clears throat> one of the things that like struck me about this case in particular was the things that we did see, like the things that were disclosed to the grand jury, appeared to me or seemed to me to be enough to indict. Um, the fact that no, a number of these officers were not involved in the actual drug raid, the fact that no drugs were recovered, um, the fact that <laughs> the officers, um, the one who fired... The cameras weren't on for some reason. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, but you also <clears throat> got to understand that, like, okay, there are instructions that the district attorney or the attorney general is going to present to the grand jury prior and, to everything happening. Right. Well, the judge is going and to give these... he specifically says that those instructions aren't testimony, so we're not privy to the instructions. Correct. You're not. Oh, okay. And that's just how that works. Right. Um, and Which I feel like might be part of the issue, too. The, the thing is, it's like, there are um, situations where um, you're... They, th- these are the instructions. They're explaining to them, like, each charge and, like, what the requirements are to meet, mm-hmm. to be able to charge this, okay. this specific thing. So they go through all that. The judge goes through all that, and then the the DA and the defense they um, they present their cases. And if that if these things aren't met, then you can't in, in, indict them. Like you can't charge this. So I mean, you see it as one particular way, but also but, yeah. you're not one of the jurors in the room getting the instructions. The and that's how it is yeah. with any case. Any right. when you're called for jury duty. The judge explains it all to you prior to them even presenting you with any information. And then you have to make your decision based off of the instructions you were given by the judge. And then, like, with the, like, so oftentimes you have, we're talking about drugs here. So you have a narcotics unit, investigators, detectives, however you want to call them. They're the ones that are doing, like, covert buys they're the ones um pulling surveillance they're the ones bring pulling together all the evidence to even get to the point to write a warrant of any sort a regular warrant a no-knock warrant an after hours warrant like whatever it is you when you go to execute a warrant at someone's house it's always at a elevated level it's always a moment where things can happen and can go wrong. Mm-hmm. And everyone, and I'm please understand, you guys in the audience understand that I am not defending this situation because I no, think I like that all three of these officers need to be charged and <laughs> and uh, charged with murder of Breonna Taylor. Do not get me wrong here. Like, I am not no, on their side at the all. But, but what, what I'm saying what is... I'm interested to hear. Right, what I'm saying is, like, when we go to execute a warrant... It's not, say we are a team, the four of us are a team of narcotics detectives. We put this case together and now we need to go and execute this warrant. And now all of a sudden, like there are 20 officers now at this house to execute this warrant. That's how this works because we want to go home when, (laughs) after we execute this warrant, we want to get in, we want to arrest this person that we're here to arrest. We want to interview him, we want to take him to jail, and we want to go home and lay our heads on our pillows with our families. That is the professional police officer, but I'm bringing everyone. I'm bringing the whole team. I'm not coming, just like the Army. I got that background as well. 
we don't fight wars one on one. We fight wars three to one. I'm going to fuck you up. Period. <laughs> Got it. So like when I show up at this house to execute this warrant, I'm coming with the ability to fuck you up if need be. Now, those of us who care about people's lives and care about <laughs> innocent people, I want to I want to show up at this house and I want to execute this warrant peacefully. I want to give people the opportunity to get their children or anything else. I want you to open this door. I want you to to listen to what I'm telling you to do. I want you to comply with the, what I'm telling you to do. And then I want to arrest who I need to arrest. And I want to go home. Period. I don't want to go in and shoot anyone. I don't want to kill anyone at all. That is my opinion. And, that, and the majority of the people... I, I want to say all, but I don't know everybody's feelings. The majority of the people I work with, that's the mentality we go in. We go in with, I want to do this peacefully, but I will fuck you up if and you try me. Right. If you try me, I'm going to destroy everything. And that's what they did here, but they were wrong, which makes it so much worse. And right. I think the they were right. wrong part is what is it's really hard. that for me, yeah. right? I mean, that's because what it is for all of us. Like, I'm yeah, hurt you, as a law enforcement officer you that you went and you fucked lives. up this apartment. And you, you killed someone, and you may, I mean, they're, they're, I, I mean, mean, I can go on for hours about like mistakes that were made, and you just don't know. Like, you just, mistakes happen, especially in situations like this, where as a general public, you see it one way, and as someone who is on that side as well, it's like, ah, uh, shit. Like, I mean, you, I see you why that happened, the- but. This story, this one here, like, I don't get it. I okay, don't get it. You, you mentioned, like, okay, I, I understand. Like, if I'm coming to your house, like, I want to go home at night. Right. I'm going to come. I'm going to bring my whole hood. That is the goal. That's, when I right. go to work every day, I want to go home. But here's 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 the thing. Like, number one, there was no plan. They they didn't have a plan. There they, was a plan. It was oh, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. They did not have an actual plan. All that they had was an address, a whiteboard, and the names. So all of the people who performed this raid, right? You didn't have a plan. But let me, being playing devil's advocate right here for you, or or for this situation, this conversation, I have a whiteboard, I have names and an address on it. That's a plan. What I'm asking you, though, (laughs) being devil's advocate, is like, what additionally, like, what's lacking in this plan for you is my question. Um, is this a high threat person or not? No, no. I mean, oh, okay. it, it's a high threat I, situation regardless. It does not matter. I'm serving know. a warrant. It's I, high I threat. I can't tell you what would. What but would you, I mean? But you in, you like, have a passionate like response okay, to this. I, so, like, I would say one of the things. Are there children like, in there? That was okay. one of the okay. on, that yes. was one of the things that oh, they discussed. Y'all, sorry, y'all. Okay. No, but that was one of the things that they were prepared for. Um, one of the things I would say is how many people are going to be breaching the house because what they described was three different people were shooting at the same time. So maybe if we're going in after one suspect, we don't need three people shooting at once. Three so to one if, theory that I told you about a minute ago. <laughs> oh, go ahead. Okay. Continue. Okay. Continue. Jesus. Continue. Um, so, you need, so we need to always have three to one against them. So y'all mm-hmm. bring three and we'll have six. Is that what you're trying to say? If um, you want to win. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm just so being honest. Brown Taylor should have been six Brown Taylors and six guns in there. Shut up. But then there would have been 12. It just it would have just kept going multiplying. Right. Let's like, not do this. Let's not, di- um, let's not digress. Continue. So something else. Why wasn't the body cam footage, why wasn't it, why wasn't it tested to make sure that it was working since we're about to go on this high risk, low risk, whatever rate. Like one of the officers turned it on, but it wasn't working. Like, 
I can imagine that gun worked though. Right. <laughs> I can imagine three of them did. So like, that part, I don't know. I, I'm I'm not arguing most of the additions that you just added. Like I feel like the the body camera thing. There, like, yes, they are in my opinion, but like. There several reasons. One, complacency. You you tap that button to turn it on every time, and like it usually works. But in this situation, it doesn't. I'm not saying it's right, Joy. <laughs> Joy Joy is giving me these looks, guys. She's giving me these looks like motherfucker. You're full of shit. And quite frankly, what I'm saying may be full of shit. But the the thing is, complacency is always the thing. So like you're used to doing this sequence all the time. You do it, it didn't work. What the fuck happened? I didn't realize until after it's too late. Also, when you're in investigations, I'll tell you this. I I don't have a body camera. Like, I don't. So, if I were to put one on, I might not. I might fuck it up. I might think it's running. And, like, I, I put it on, but it's not really on. I have no idea. Like, we all don't always have a body camera. That's but not if, a, But a if thing. you do have a body do camera, the guns always it should... Number, number one, let, let's get into the body camera thing, right? Like, in... This clearly instance, is going to be the only topic for I know, I think we're going to have no other topics. So, I'm just going to close this book. And I'm, I'm engaged, so I'm here no, for it. okay. Um, clearly, like, I feel like I don't know all of the things involved in creating, like, a police raid or whatever. But from the things that they were actually saying, one of the police described, I don't know, I fired blindly. Those were his words. Like, how how is that, like, preparation if you are, like, so what happened? Um, I fired blindly. So, I'm always, in this conversation, understand. for our audience, <laughs> because I already made my point very clear, I'm not on anyone but Breonna Taylor's side in this case. I am going to play devil's advocate against you guys because I feel like it makes the most sense. It's like, because we all three agree on how this really should have oh, ended. But I, I'm just offering, I'm just offering a hopefully more insightful understanding and not to say that it's right. I'm just saying like, this is, this could be a, and it might not even be what happened that night. Right. But this is what I can think of. Like off the top of my head, these are things that possibly could have occurred. Right. Is what I'm saying. So, like, I body cameras, like, it, some departments, it could be a department that just got body cameras. They might have not even had them that long. You know what I mean? <laughs> since the beginning of time, everyone's had guns. guns. always work, don't they? Oh, no, yeah. they don't. <laughs> just, if you, wanted me, if you want me to be honest, no, they don't. You have user error as well. Like, that shit well, why happens. why did it happen that day? Like, because there was 12 people firing at once. Of course, somebody's gun's going to work. Oh, my God. But, like, it's just... Like I, I'm not trying to make. No. I'm just trying to put out a, like a understanding a more that understanding these the are picture. these are the thing, and it, it it could have been the perfect storm of bullshit. Brianna Taylor is dead. Period. Yeah. So regardless of how we got to that point, this young beautiful black woman is no longer here. So all I'm saying is it literally could have been a perfect storm of bullshit that led to her death, but I feel as though. These three individuals and probably several others were on some bullshit as well. Like it just is that I I can't I can I can argue devil's advocate for you guys in this situation, but I also can't tell you why it went down the way it did 
with like I could I can't give you like well maybe this is why I mean, this we, happened. We can only speculate. But I should be able to expect speculate more. Like I should be able to take it a little bit further because of my background, and I cannot. I do not understand it's how that it came to that conclusion i don't and no matter what i haven't read the transcripts i really honestly i'm gonna be 100 percent honest like i'm a full supporter of this brianna taylor movement but i have not dived deep right. into this case because i'm tired and yeah. we all are i get it but like i'm tired in the sense that like i'm the guy who's riding the fence i'm a dark-skinned black male who is also in law enforcement so it's very difficult for me to keep absorbing these situations over and over and also dealing with the fact that like I can't make it make sense in my own head with my background. I can't make it make sense. Right. And I, I think that's the problem. Like, And when I hear other people trying to make it make sense, I'm like, you're full of shit because I know just as well as you that whatever X you're saying is bullshit. That's bullshit. You know better than that. The thing that made me... you I. This has been happening so much, I just don't even want to, like, read the news a lot of time. Like, there's every day that a black person is, like, being accosted or killed by the police right now. So, and, white people. Well, duh, that's natural. It's more of <laughs> So, you know. You know I was just, just trying yeah, to give you a Trump response. Yeah, that's when something, like, there are many gonna, white people. Yeah, not going to get me on that. Like, there's more y'all to kill. Um, <laughs> so, it, it's just what that is. But the issue with this one that really hurt me. Was, Very good people on both sides. Child, maybe. <laughs> Uh, was that, maybe <laughs> was that I was like you can't even lay your head down after working a whole shift in your house that you pay for however you pay for it you can't even go to sleep at night and they gonna find a way to justify to kill your ass stand back and stand by child do it if you want <laughs> stay on your own line I'm just saying like it, it's there is a lot of like bullshit um, that That's I just literally don't. Un- I want to I understand. I literally, I, I want. I and want. I honestly, I want to be where able to defend these the, the boys in blue or the whatever women. you want to call it. I want to be able to defend the situation, and I can't. Like I can't. The do way it. that they the the drug question. They said um, when in the uh, testimony when they asked um, ask if drugs were recovered. <laughs> the officer said, "No, we didn't continue with the search. Not even saying no, like still with the bullshit. No, we didn't continue from to the... execute the search. Bitch, no." It makes me question. Did y'all want it? Was but the, here's my question. Here's my question. You guys both have more information about this than I do, and you, Wes, were saying mm-hmm. that like there were, there were, uh, there was a soft target. She, Brianna's yeah, house she was, was supposed to be a soft target, target right. which leads me to believe that there probably weren't any drugs there. They were just trying to get the ex boyfriend. But they okay. that this could be a potential place that he might be. So, but they already got him. The, the response <laughs> they already got him before that raid. They, yeah, mm-hmm. he was already locked up in jail before he got to her house. By then, yes, I don't understand. He was already in jail before. So they got what to her were house. so then what? Back to the grand jury. Then Where what are was the drugs? no? Not even that. What was the point of the warrant being executed? Then what was the point of it? I think they thought that she had drugs in her house, even though they knew. But then why would she have been a so, soft target? Then? So this is what they said. So when I first started reading about it, um, and the information they got, they said that they knew that she was not the top tier person they were looking for. It wasn't supposed to be a crazy scenario. I don't know if they thought there was something else there because then there was this this allegation thrown around that she was being. Some police officers said that she was known to have suspicious suspicious packages showing up at her house. And then that was also not true. 
So there was all this going back and forth about that. I don't know. But what I do know is from when they were talking about, there was more here about like the no knock warrants. That's where I read about like that the plan, like there was a plan, <laughs> was that they weren't supposed to have them to use as much force for the boyfriend, ex-boyfriend, as, you know, they did for her. It was, it was, it was not supposed to be that difficult. So they knew that. <clears throat> they what knew they were looking for, I don't know, because they didn't recover anything. The the thing that they you knew, the officers knew they fucked up because the immediate responses after the investigation, the officer who actually was determined that he fired sixteen shots. <laughs> the first question that investigators asked him was, you know what I mean? Did you fire shots? And his response was, "If you told me that I didn't fire shots, then I would be like, okay." So what? That was it. That was like a quote. Do you so, know what I mean? So, so he, they were all, they were already wrong. They what? knew how wrong they were. Did they do the drugs first? <laughs> so here's my question. Here? They already had the ex-boyfriend locked up. I would like to know what charges that they had on him. Because apparently from what I'm gathering is that I feel like they didn't have enough to charge him with what they wanted. Okay. And they were looking for more. You know I what I mean? My understanding was that they they didn't the officers who were participating performing the raid they didn't know that they, that they had them. Okay. You know what I mean? So that goes back to see my that's why I asked. That's why I said that. Right. I'm just okay. Like, that's my. Thing. I just know from the timeline they had already arrested him. The lack of preparedness. Yeah. But like, okay, let is... again devil's advocate here. So. <laughs> There's a warrant out for that specific person. They, no one, as of right now, I don't know if he's been arrested. You got to think about this. We'll take City of Pittsburgh PD as an example. There are 3,000 officers. I feel, I, I can't tell you how many of those officers are detectives, but I'll, round, I'll just say 2,700 of them are patrol officers, meaning they're the ones who answer domestic calls. They're the ones who pull people over. They're the ones who pull up when somebody dials 911. Everybody else is in investigations. So if the dude who, the ex-boyfriend is in jail, like if he had, say he got picked up earlier that day, like for a moving violation or whatever else, it's, it's, I want to say it's safe to say that they, the detectives would not have known yeah, that. Yeah, it's plausible to say that right. they wouldn't have that information. Well, okay, right. it's plausible so, to say anything. So, the, like, so my question about what were they looking for, they were still looking for him. They were looking for Dora. That's who they were looking for. <laughs> they were looking Swiper for, right. Like, they were looking for him. If they if they're saying and I, I there's a lot of shit that I don't believe in today's news, but if they're saying that like they didn't know that he was already in jail, they were looking for him. Right. They were So that's why him. they were executing this warrant at Breonna Taylor's house. And that's why I feel as though their level of instead of it being a soft target, it became more of a hard target. Because now we have this potential that this criminal is in this house. And we have no idea how he's gonna respond. I don't know. There, there's a lot of shit that like I, we can speculate so much. The bottom line is those three officers need to be charged with the murder of Breonna Taylor. Period. Well, that's not happen. That's where that's where my my feelings and my opinion ends. Right. Um, we can go around in circles around this, but I think the conclusion of all three of us is that they all three Definitely. need to be charged for the murder of Breonna. Brianna Taylor. Or we could just put them in a dark uh, hallway and then just. Or we could just charge them and give them their actual day in court and like go through. (laughs) Or we could, yeah, or we could do that. (laughs) I mean, I I think this is just um, the reason I wanted to talk about this. I mean, we could talk about all kinds of things in politics. 
this debate last week was a complete train wreck. That was a debate. You know what I mean? <laughs> As Chad described it, he only saw two old grumpy men arguing over a parking spot. Um, you know. I know that, like, to the, un, the unpopular opinion is, I think Joe Biden did a good job. Well, no, that's what the focus group said. I do. Like, it... it and that's why I said we'll talk about it on we're, like we're I thought we were it was gonna be a topic of discussion. I mean, but we could talk about that next week because there's not gonna be another debate between them anyway. So Yeah, we got time to talk about that. But I really wanted to talk about this Brianna Taylor thing because it um it's just another example of a, a part of the system that we need to educate ourselves more on. Like, do you know what I mean? Like we need to get a deeper understanding of how grand juries work, why they are called in some mm-hmm. situations, and we need to be making informed decisions and as the voting is coming up, you know what I mean? Just want to circle it back to, you know, all of the reasons why we do this podcast. We have to be accountable for the system that governs us. Do you know what I mean? So we got to be voting. We have to understand these things. I was going to say, you need to understand how things work more than anything. So then you can make an informed Informed decision on who you want to vote for. To bring this back full circle, weren't we all together when Chad mentioned and said, oh, look, Trump just went and appointed this attorney general, this black guy. Isn't that the same black guy? No. It's not? Trump doesn't appoint state attorney generals. It wasn't. They're him. elected, actually. Well, well, then he was still, was he elected? He might have, he may have, uh, he may have supported his election. I don't know when he was elected. I think, I it, I think it's the same guy, though. He's not been on that job that long, I don't think, right? I mean, he's a douchebag it's regardless. So, I mean, well, I just there's that. The time, but, but yeah, so the point, like... I would basically I wanted us to like this is a current event it's everybody's it's an emotional subject for everybody right now especially because you know on the cusp of George Floyd just it seems like we're getting smacked down and smacked down you know these are all of the reasons why it's important that we vote it's important that we get out it's important that we understand this system because if we don't do you know what I mean we're going to continue to be I don't want to say victims but we're going to continue to to be you know, so I, I agree with you. I, I think for me specifically for this conversation, I would love for January um, 6, 2020. I, I feel like um, That's we means. need to police officers, law enforcement in general need to be held at a higher standard. Like it's just it, it makes me sick every time I see another situation. And it's not just because the person who has died or been murdered is a black person. It's just, we should be held at a higher standard. Like, our job is to serve and protect. We we took an oath to do those things. Like, your your bias or your biases, and you keep that shit at your house. You, when you walk out the house and you put your uniform on or your badge or whatever, all those, all those things go out the window. And I shouldn't have to sit here and feel like I can't defend you. If we were held at a higher standard, I would be sitting here. This is why these three dudes did the, what they did. This is why this situation worked out the way it worked out. I can't do that. Meaning we we just are, we get away with too much, in my opinion. This whole idea of implied immunity is bullshit. Like we won't need implied immunity if you're out there doing your job and you're doing it right and you're being a professional and you're taking everyone's life into consideration versus just your own. Right. Like when I said earlier, I want to go home at the end of my shift. I want to go home knowing that I didn't have to kill anyone either. Like, I don't want anyone dead. I want everyone, if you broke the law and I have to arrest you, I want you to have your day in court. And honestly, depending on how well I did conducted my investigation will determine whether or not you get convicted or not. And if you don't get convicted, that's on me. I didn't do my job appropriately. Fuck, let me do it better next time. 
But the bottom line is you had that opportunity to sit in front of 12 of your peers and present your case and you got off. Cool. But I feel like it just doesn't make sense. Like the defense that other officers have put out there in regards to these incidents make no sense to me. And you all should. You should you, want to be held more accountable. Ex- absolutely. Thank right. you. That's exactly. Because that's how to, I feel. Like I want. I, I don't want to like. On your group. I don't want like I I don't I don't need implied immunity because when I went out and did my job I did it to the best of my ability I did it with the most current information that I had and I did it with the idea that I want to go home alive and I don't want to go home having killed anyone so like if an investigation occurs because of something I did I'm not worried about it because I know I did what I was supposed to do like I shouldn't need implied immunity in order to like not get convicted or not go to jail for some shit that I did. Like, it doesn't make sense. We put people in jail. I think everybody needs to work a rotation in the jail and actually see oh, you mean the, inside uh, the jail and understand why I never want to go to jail. I Like, I love the fact that I get in and get out. Mm-hmm. In and out. Because if I had to live in here, I will not fuck up on this job at all. And I'm like, I'm, I'm speaking it into existence because <laughs> I can't survive in that. I can't. Right. It's not for me. Well, he was married twice. One marriage lasted one year. But anyway. Um, Who? The black woman wasn't taking his shit. I don't know. All right. So I think that wraps up politics. Yeah. Holy shit. Like, okay. I mean, it was great. And uh, we need to take a break. And we'll come back with some most valuable blacks. And it yeah. won't be the eternal journey of protection. It'll never be him. God, and that hairline. LVP. Hey guys. And we're back. We're back. Again, with some most valuable blacks. We need to most celebrate some valuable blacks. Yes. So I had several MVP. I had several this week. I didn't know who I um Okay, that wasn't me. That was Wes. Um, I was trying to I didn't know who I wanted to do <laughs> and this is literally spur of the moment. I literally changed mine. I was gonna do a black creative named Ted Talks. That was the name of his screen name for TikTok and Instagram. And he has been hilarious um, all summer um, through COVID. I've been using him to get laughs. But um, Misha Green needs to be raised up on a pedestal because um, she's the showrunner for Lovecraft Country. Uh, um, yes. And the, I, that was one of the topics that I wanted to like quickly talk about during Did You Care? But we spent a lot of time in that segment so well, I didn't do it. Worry. But the bottom line is Lovecraft Country is on HBO. It's an amazing show um, set in the 1950s. It's a dr- horror slash drama slash sci-fi type show um, but they hit so many poignant um, topics in regards to all us, African Americans and like it, it showcases us so well the fashions, the the um, the struggle that we had um, in those times, the music. music. Now the music Amazing. is dope because it's not always the music <laughs> so of the nineteen fifties. They oh, incorporate yeah. our current music they as well. They had Rihanna, bitch, better have my yes, money. Yes. when I she mean, was rolling. Oh, I see. There's yes, so many yeah. like positive things about. Um, and Jordan Peele is an executive producer as well on the mm-hmm. show. Okay. So a lot of people was giving him credit. Shout out to Jordan Peele, he's dope. 
But a lot of people was giving him all the credit. But, but like, this is her baby. Yeah. Like, this is her baby. And she is... The show is amazing. Is I believe it's already been um, given a second season. Uh, I, I It caused me to go back to um, reading. I haven't read a book in probably two years. Um, I bought the book, and now I'm reading the amazing. book. So it has inspired me on so many levels. Um, and I appreciate her work because, I mean... For us, by us is what I think when I see her name and watch her shows. Um, so that's my most valuable black. Like shout out to her and um, thank you so much for this amazing show that like really shows how fucking great we are in general. Um, period. Like that's it. Okay. So I was deciding between a couple of things. <laughs> I wasn't sure if I was gonna do Herman Cain's Ghost. I hate you. Aww. I hate you so much. Um, <laughs> uh, Daniel Cameron's hairline, because um, it is running away from him. Uh, it's gotten. It's gotten away from. But him. I. It's been gone. <laughs> but I did also want to do a content creator because you know due to COVID, um, I've been spending a lot of time uh, laughing. I just feel like I left out some things about Misha that I'm very disappointed that uh, I left out. Well, but hey, what? It's our I know, but I mean, Wes had already started, so I'm like, I'm looking and I'm like, oh my God, why didn't I say this? Uh, well, I mean, we can add it back on after, you know. What did you want to say about it? I'm sorry. So I just wanted to point out the fact that like, and I don't know how I lost this because I love Journey Smollett as well. She, Misha Green created Underground. Like that was her show. Oh, okay. Um, so like big, big, big shout out because she's always pointing out the struggles that we've gone through in a way to make it entertaining and it's not just like another slave movie or show. Um, she's just great. And I mean, there are other shows she's worked on as well, but I thought that was a big deal. Underground was phenomenal and I'm sad that it got canceled, but she had time to do Lovecraft Country, so I appreciate it. Okay, okay, so, all right, back to the RIPs of the hairlines and the... Yeah, okay. so, you know, it's, it's not, you know, either one of those two. So I decided to go for this one lady. I don't even know how I found her, but, you know, I've always on... YouTube and stuff, finding all this content, and I ran across this one lady, and her name is EJ Speaks. So she's on Instagram, Facebook, and she's YouTube, good. and I think her Instagram is Miss EJ Speaks. But she does everything from, uh, you know, of course she'd be doing stuff where they like, oh, could you like put this in an episode and make it funny or whatever. But she usually does stuff that's current. So she talks about the wet video. She talks about being a woman, being a wife during COVID, having kids. Like my favorite ones that she's doing now, she talks every month where she has a conversation with whatever month it was. So you, <laughs> so you I know. I can only imagine. So that when we had so August happening and stuff, you know, we had a lot of death and destruction <laughs> in August, and so she had a conversation with September, and she just did one for October. So I'm gonna have to check that out. What um, name? What's that again? Her name is EJ Speaks, nice. uh, and she, uh, it's funny. It's not anything, like, political or crazy. But she's a black creative, black and creative. she's doing things to make us laugh and, in these hard times. Right, and she, it's just hilarious. And you can relate, to me, I can relate a lot because it's like, you know, she, my favorite thing is how she says the word tissue. She talks about toilet paper mm-hmm. a lot. Oh. Toilet tissue. Stuff, so, so and, uh, when she talks about, when she play, pretends to be her mom in certain segments, it's hilarious. She is Mrs. M-R-S underscore EJ Speaks right. on Instagram. And um, YouTube, I think, is EJ Speaks. So. so, check her out. She's dope. I've shared some of her stuff on the pages before, but... Yeah. Okay. Um, well... Who you got, Joy? 
So I actually wanted to do, I have two MVPs and, um, just because <laughs> see what happened. I told I know. I knew it was going to be just more than because, five minutes. I mean, just because journey Smollett on Lovecraft country, which was what you, um, what your MVP was. She, that's my MVP for the week. Um, you know, this actress has been on underground, everything she was doing yep. stuff back in the day with like a full house, you know, everything. And she's just a dynamic actress. And the Birds way of, she's on Birds um, of Prey too, right? I don't know. Oh, I don't know. But like the the show specifically, um, so Wes, I know you haven't watched it, but for the people who haven't watched the show either, so the show Lovecraft Country, it juxtaposes like forest monsters with white supremacist wizards and like magic potions and racist cops. And it's like painfully timely. Do you know what I mean? Is, yeah. is how people are basically describing it. And um, one of the things that Smollett was describing is she thought that there was like her role and her character is like performance art because you're, you're speaking the truth. You're using the art to, you know, comment on our, where we are as a society. And, and I love that. I love that she's an actress um, that is celebrating um, through her art, something that matters, something that can affect mm-hmm. some change, something that calls attention to black girl magic. You know what I mean? And with that, my, Double MVB goes out to one of my dear friends from high school. Her daughter, um, Mrs. Amia Sky Fisher, just debuted on Hulu as the ballerina Tabitha on the number eight episode of the new Hulu show, Monsterland. I don't know if you guys are into spooky things or anything. I'm very much into Halloween. And Hulu always has like the Halloween specials, Halloween. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was so excited oh, to clever. see my girlfriend, um, you know what I mean? Her daughter, who is the most beautiful ballerina ever. I mean, I've I've watched her grow up. I was at her baby shower and, you know, now to see this um, tiny little, tiny little princess kind of grow into this fierce brown girl. I'm like blown away. Um, the episode, I won't give it too much away, but it's an anthology series. It's like spooky different stories. There, this particular episode takes place in New Jersey. So you it, don't have to watch it in order? No, right. Okay, so I could just watch, go and watch episode right, eight. Right, you could okay. just go watch episode eight if you want. I mean, obviously, I just want to support this series. new black girl, so I'm going to go yes, watch her. But for sure, definitely check it out. Um, Her, her uh, role is the daughter of this couple, and I won't give too many spoilers, but it's a very moving story that um, she's, you know, portraying this little girl in. And so I wanted to shout out to Miss Amia um, for her debut role. Everybody go check it out. It's on Hulu. Again, the name is Monsterland. Check out episode eight um, to see some beautiful blackness. Uh, The whole entire cast was really good. That whole episode was good. Like I said, it was a very moving circumstance and situation that they were portraying in that in that episode. So it's like spooky, but you know, kind of like heartwarming and touching and stuff too. And then you get to celebrate, you know, black girls being great. Is this uh, like um, <clears throat> short stories? Is it? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like it's eight different episodes. Each one cool. takes place in a different thing. It's basically exploring the monsters in our human, you know, the deepest parts of our personality. There are plenty. Kind of so, <laughs> okay. Right. We have so many. So yes, I want to shout out to that. But anyway, guys, let's wrap it up. This was a thank you so much for listening. Thank you yes. for tuning in. Thanks for all the comments Welcome asking back. us when our next episodes oh, are going to be. God. We apologize for the long break. Yes, but we, but are we were happy to, to be back. Yes, and now that we're back, we're able to give you guys better content. Um, you, we're able to get in the studio. 
we have some more consistency. So we're excited to, um, to, to go on this journey. And obviously the most important thing right now is voting. Yes. Um, that's what we want everybody to do. We want you to be engaged. We want you to be active. You get your friends active, like all kinds of things, because as jaded as I am, I think it's Look, still good we gotta to do say, it. we got to do, do it. We do it. Do and the it. bottom line is, I'm sorry to say, and I'll say it really quickly because I know we're done here, but <laughs> we're never voting done. third party is not an option. So stop it. And if you do vote third party, you're literally showing your privilege right now. <clears throat> There are too many people out here suffering over the last three and a half years to waste, literally waste, I don't care what anybody says, waste your vote on a third party. Fucking suck it up, be, put your big girl pants and your big boy pants on and fucking pull a lever for Joe Biden so we can get rid of this trash. Go vote. Thank you. So, wherever you do find our podcast, um, please like, share, and subscribe. Show it to a friend. Show it to your mama. You know, make a comment. Something. Leave yes. us something so that we know that you're watching. <laughs> Let us know that you listen. Let us know that you care. And um, if you have stories or things that you want us to talk about, also Ooh, hop on our social media, the NOA podcast, the website on Facebook. Um, we have an Instagram page, NOA pod. So hop on our social media apps and we're going to definitely be more active with you guys on those platforms as well, you know, just as another way of getting engaged in our social obligation to um, be active participants in voting. So make sure you guys do all of that stuff. And then uh, since we're on social networking, so there is a debate coming up Wednesday, vice presidential debate between Pence and Harris. Pence is going to get slayed. So I will be tweeting off of our handle for our page, which is pod in a way, I think. Either way, I will share it on our pages. So you can get it. So I will be live tweeting and I'm hoping that my other co-hosts here will be tweeting or I just don't want this debate, debate to be as messy as the last Somewhere one. else it on the platform so you can join in the conversation. Because, yeah, let's live tweet this. Yeah, because the last one, I don't know if you want to call that a debate or not, but yes. Yeah. So look for me Wednesday. I think the debate starts at 8. Is it 8 or Is that 8? Yeah. 8 p.m. Everybody, please tune in. This is another opportunity for you to get involved and understand what you're voting for and why you need to be active. So, yep. tune it's in. Next week, listen out. I'm going to throw out some reasons why Biden is the way to go. And right. I was not convinced before, but I am now because that's all I got. All right. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> Later. Bye. Bye.